2: and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way to learn about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined by top London radio DJ, certified Japanophile, and Ed Sheeran's bestest friend, Pete Donaldson. How are you doing, Pete?
0: Pete and Ed sitting in the tree. You know, we're like, uh, Chris, we're like two peas in a pod, and that pod is a house that we live in, me and Ed Sheeran. I'd be lying if that Made, if I said that made much sense no, <laughs> no it's, it's fine just just, just roll with it Chris, it's fine how have you been man, you alright? I've, I've been hearing you've been uh, rather busy you've been doing a lot of editing recently
2: yeah, After so after February we didn't have that many videos because mm. I was travelling around a fair bit and this yep. month in March I've just been hammering them out there's been so many videos I was up until 8am yesterday morning
0: that is grotesque like,
2: uh, it's, when you edit right, you get like really focused you get really mm. into it and then you kind of look up at the clock and it, what feels like five minutes to you is actually two or three hours. Yeah. But I had, to, I really wanted to get this video done. I was like, no matter what, this video will be done. So <laughs> I stayed up all the way around to eight and I looked up on the there was a light outside and I
0: uploaded oh no. it
2: and then I collapsed. And yeah, so... That was my that was my morning. You but were, I, I ordered a Domino's pizza, so I'm ready to go again. Not again. Uh, my this is every
0: <laughs> time we record a podcast, you <laughs> order a pizza, and then you go into a, a catatonic <laughs> kind of sleepy it situation halfway treat. in. It, it was, was your my treat. It was your treat. You deserve yeah. it. You my deserve reward. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: but I'm not going to talk about pizzas this time, because no. I don't want people to think this podcast is sponsored by Domino's or some no. awful thing like that. Sponsored uh, by McDonald's. <laughs> Speaking of McDonald's, mm. I uh, I went to McDonald's today and uh, I, kind of for lunch. So before Domino's, I had a McDonald's.
0: Um, the, this, this isn't making <laughs> me sound good at all. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you're, I you're, there, you're in the you're in the country that has the, some of the greatest food, more Michelin <laughs> star restaurants per square feet than anywhere else in the you world. You say that,
2: but Japanese McDonald's, the burgers are like crafted. With, like real swordsmanship there's mm. swordsmanship burgership <laughs> there's real craftsmanship that goes into McDonald's When you open a burger in the UK you're lucky if it's all there in one piece it's kind of a bit sloppy mm. big bloody mess for you a Big Mac whereas in Japan it's kind of crafted to perfection Yeah. Uh, so I thought I'd dive in and grab a quick burger uh, this afternoon and while I was there I discovered something that I didn't know but I should have definitely found out years ago and that is that Ronald McDonald king of McDonald's mm. uh, Ronald McDonald in Japan because they can't pronounce the letter R, the R sound clearly, right. they've given him a different name. They've called him Donald MacDonald. Donald oh, MacDonald.
0: How is Donald that allowed? McDonald? He's known everywhere else as Ronald MacDonald. Just do that he's funny Donald little... He's Donald MacDonald here. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, like I like. It, name I, I give myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pete Donaldson MacDonaldson. The, the clear lack of effort, though. It's like all the other <laughs> names and all the possibilities. They could have called him, like... Takeshi McDonald yeah. or something, but <gasps>
0: I'd love that. What should we call him? Donald, Ronald McDonald, uh, <laughs> Donald McDonald. That'll do it, won't it? Yeah, Donald <laughs> McDonald. It is. Like, I, the I lack dis- of effort. I discovered that um, Coco, uh, the Pixar film, was called something else in Japan because I got a friend. Got another friend in Japan, uh, Chris. I, I don't want yeah. you feeling incredibly uh, jealous, Not but uh, on Facebook uh, <laughs> she had uh, a picture of some promotional um, materials from this uh, this Coco Pixar film. And, uh, yeah, right. it had a completely different name. It was the name of one of the uh, major songs in there. But
2: What I do know mm. is that they do change a lot of the movie titles in Japan. Well, yeah. I made a video about it a while back. Some like, weird names, aren't they? What was the craziest one? Do you remember? I really enjoyed like, the Fast and one and Furious. It was
0: that cat, um, where, um, was it Kevin Spacey inside a cat? Um, and oh, Man else. in Cat. Man in, man cat. in cat. Man Inside yeah, Cat. Yeah. That was the worst thing, wasn't it? It was Inside Cat. <laughs> Suggest something rather untoward. I love it. Thor Ragnarok was Mighty Thor
2: Battle Royale. <laughs> Which sounds, I thought there. it was like a, some sort of special Japan spin off, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it was just the same film. Yeah. But given this Donald McDonald situation today, this amazing life changing fact, I thought uh, we would do some amazing facts about Japan that you might not know but might possibly know. Today, 12 amazing facts, one of which was Donald McDonald. So you've already got your first...
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kicking of off strong, facts. isn't it, Chris? I'm, I'm having that all day. I'm having that every day and twice on Sundays, to be quite frank. That's enjoyable.
2: Well, that's one for the, uh, one for the office water mm. fountain, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Guess what Ronald McDonald's called in Japan, Roger, <laughs> which is what your colleagues probably called. Uh, all right. And I'm, I'm going to link each of these amazing facts to one another mm. in a way so seamlessly you won't even notice.
0: This is so well planned. If that makes Chris. sense. I have to say, this is it's, quite enjoyable.
2: Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> All right, right. Let's dive in. Twelve facts about Japan, starting on fact number two. Mm. So, in Japan, there are more pets than children. There are twenty-one million registered pets, uh, dogs and cats, and that outnumbers the number of children under the age of fifteen at sixteen million. So, more wow. pets than children.
0: It's it's like um, I mean I guess I people know are more into cats and dogs than. Than, than children but they talk about the, the the um the japanese population the popular side is uh shrinking a little bit isn't it because people mm. aren't having babies and uh, people aren't having as many babies as they used to do so there's no one to look after the old people so uh now it's just
2: yeah
0: <laughs> coming over and buy pets there's not enough room though surely is there enough room to keep a uh to swing a cat in your uh in your bedroom you, or your house and my apartment is probably big enough for
2: one small cat right uh, but yeah, no, I mean, the reason there's so many cat cafes around Japan is because you can't, obviously, have a cat. It's, like a, it's banned.
0: So That actually surprises me, but I'm all mm. for
2: that because I don't like children. <laughs> I despise children.
0: Oh, I come think, on now. Especially the ones in Japan, I mean, they're adorable. You
2: say that, but my, I live in this apartment block that looks like it was built like in some sort of Soviet era, <laughs> and uh, there's like ten kids that play outside the back, and I'm four stories up. Yeah, and I can still hear them—not like clear as day, <laughs> as if they're in my room with me. So whenever I'm trying to film something, you can hear.
0: It, That's nice. That's a little absolutely bit of, mad. That's a nice little hey, little, little bit of um, atmosphere for your videos. I think it's fair to say.
2: No, it doesn't. Because it sounds like I've got a kid in my closet or something. Yeah, it just okay, sounds so like a muffled <laughs> scream. So it's like, hello everyone, welcome back to my channel, and then you hear. <laughs> I that in the cupboard. <laughs> Nothing. It's Natsuki. Fucking nightmare. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> So children obviously use diapers from a young age, Mm. uh, the age of, like, two. I'm not Mm. a a diaper expert. Which leads us into our next fact, (laughs) coincidentally, (laughs) which is there are more adult diapers sold than baby diapers in Japan. 68,000 people over the age of 100 years old in Japan. Uh, But it's been the case since 2011, because 26% of the population are seniors, as you'd expect. uh, There's lots of diapers sold to the elderly.
0: What do you think about that? Um, I think that's I mean, what do you want me to say really? I mean it's a very necessary I want, thing. I
2: want shock shock horror responses.
0: Uh yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um I I think when you gotta go, you gotta go. And uh yeah, it's it's good that you don't, don't wet your trousers, to be quite frank.
2: When you go to when you see like a roadworks in Japan you get loads and loads of workers who often stand mm. there all day yeah like waving a stick right waving traffic along and i heard that they stand they stand there for so long like in the rain that they actually wear diapers so they don't have to go to the toilet
0: that is cr- that so is undignified it is, it's
2: horrible isn't it it's yeah. is pretty undignified yeah
0: <laughs> uh, japan japan does have a massive um, overemployment kind of not problem but like they, they do overemploy mm. Um, and so these men are just employed with these shiny sticks just to, you know, let cars into an intersection or let cars out of a car park or let cars That's out right. of a building. And they like, don't do uh, anything apart from just wave. It, it, their, their jobs could effectively be replaced by a, oh, little, yeah, yeah. a little light.
2: Yeah, it feels a bit like the New Deal. Like, you know, when Roosevelt did the New Deal in America mm. and he had like, he made up jobs just to spare, like, to get people working again. Yeah. And they had like people like going along buildings with balloons to try and get like birds off of buildings and whatnot. It feels like you get those kind of jobs in Japan that don't seem necessary at all. Uh, so, yeah. But diapers.
0: Well, I mean, you, you could join the diaper-creating industry, I suppose. I don't know whether they import them. They might oh. make them themselves. I don't know. But while we're on the subject
2: of work hours, that takes us to point number four. Bang! amazing fact number four uh in <laughs> japan it's <laughs> so seamless in japan it's acceptable right to take a nap even during work hours ah in a uh, in a, in a, in a it's called yeah in a muri. and you i used to do it i felt really awkward and weird like i'd teach like two classes in the morning mm. and i'd often be pretty tired at that point or maybe even hung over not that I probably shouldn't have said that. By well, so I've been. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's but all right. You're, a, out of the, you're out of the
0: business now, Chris. It's fine. Yeah,
2: I'm not in the business anymore. Not in the teaching game. No, but I they had like a little room around the back of the staff room. You right. go in there. And there's a tatami mat floor and a little pillow, and you oh. go in there and you can like lay down and have a sleep. But, but, but I would you, felt really bad about it.
0: Yeah, would you be sleeping with other people? Would they be next to you? Could you? Could well, you spoon them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get like
2: yeah you, you like wake up and turn over, and there'd be another teacher just like <laughs> laying there snoring a few meters away in this little tatami matter. It's so surreal. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's quite a nice idea. I'm actually it is. Like Japan's work policies are like not good in terms of overtime, but that is it's actually one of the good things they have, although we in our staff room we had like a hundred teachers. I, I worked in this it must have been the biggest. Uh, I think it was the biggest senior high school in North Japan that I worked at. Yeah. So we had a lot of teachers, and there was you, of, you often get teachers who sit at their desk and just fall asleep and nod yeah. off. So you'd look up, and you'd hear, like, <sighs> from across the other side of the room, some muppet falling asleep, snoring. And <laughs> none of the other teachers, because everyone's so polite, none of the other teachers would go over and right. wake him up. So this guy would just be there snoring for hours on end, oh, no, it was and strange. I didn't want to be the one who goes over and be like, "Oi, what are you doing, mate?" and like prod him with a stick or something. <laughs> what with being the uh, the outsider, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a bit of a that was that was a a daily conundrum I faced by the that snoring is, teacher.
0: That is a little strange. <laughs> that is quite strange. I mean, uh, what I would um, venture is that if you uh, go to any um, nightclub or any bar, um, people have a little five minute snooze, little siesta. And then they're up, up and about again, and they, and they, you know, they continue their evening, which I think should be introduced in every nightclub uh, around the world. I've tried doing mm. that myself. In England. And um, yeah, the bouncers don't like that kind of jazz, to be honest. They, uh, they're very much uh, no nonsense when it comes to throwing me out when I fall asleep in a nightclub. But you see it all the time in Japanese uh, bars and Japanese nightclubs. But work-wise. Yeah, they let it go. They let work, it go. Work, work, Work-wise, I think um, a little siesta in the middle of the day, especially if you've had a heavy night the uh, night before, um, is a really good idea. Like I'm so much more productive because I'm freelance. I sort of, you know, start work at mm. various hours. I work very late, but sometimes there'll be an early start, like this morning and watch a bloody film, which sounds like a nice thing, but not at, like, nine o'clock in the morning and when the film's not very good, oh, it's ten God, times worse. Yeah. Um, who watches a film at nine in the morning? And, uh, yeah, and I always have a little uh, quarter of an hour siesta uh, in the afternoon. It's uh, it, it, it doesn't take that much to get back on back on top, really. A little, little quarter of an hour, a little 20-minute. Absolutely. Uh, beautiful.
2: i love a good nap, especially mm. after lunch. Yeah, Huge. Especially after lunch. Huge. Which takes us on to fact number five. <gasps> <laughs> Which is in Japan, you uh, I think you know this because you've been here loads, right? Which is you you eat until you're eighty percent full.
0: Incorrect you don't Chris, stuff yourself. I eat be... all the food. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> it's, I feel terrible. You <laughs> do,
2: and <But> it's <laughs> it's like common courtesy, right, to uh, leave a bit of food on the plate because uh, food typically comes on little plates. Yeah, uh, it kind of makes that easier to do, but uh, it means that uh, people people think this is one of the reasons Japanese have like live long lives because they don't overeat. Whereas we get a big plate right in the UK covered yeah. in stuff, covered in like five varieties of food all jumbled together that mm. we eat and then we want more uh, because the little plates, we, they eat a lot less so they, they don't ever die. And also,
0: <laughs> they do die, Chris. Come on. We spoke about Sometimes. that guy last week or the week before. Oh where yeah, Mummy uh, yeah. M- the mum- the mummified the man who uh, who's, whose whose um, family the was uh, yeah. was was basically staying a living. Yeah, one of the things I noticed in uh, in Japan is when you're eating, uh, mm. certainly breakfast and stuff like that, um, you'll get like uh, I don't know a little bit of natto, which is like a kind of sour kind of soybean dish and stuff, sticky oh, sticky horrible. soybean. I've I've acquired a taste <laughs> for it. I've acquired a taste for it. But um, and a couple of other things, some pickles and like. Uh, maybe a little bit of fish or something. But on the side, there'll be a bowl of rice. And, and rice is kind of used mm. in Japan, from what I've seen, as kind of like um, something that just kind of bulks up the meal a little bit. So if I was going yeah. to leave 20% you, of my meal, it would very much be the sticky rice.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. And, it, and it's they always have refillable rice. Mm. It's like have unlimited rice. Bottomless they rice. You like, typically eat the food with the rice, kind of you mix it together. <laughs> yeah, it's their answer to just like everything, like bread and pasta, it's yeah. of bread and pasta, go for rice. Have, um,
0: have you got a uh, rice cooker at home, by the way? Because uh, I got I very, uh, I went to China uh, for a few days and, um, I was eating a lot of congee for breakfast. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with congee, but it's just just rice boiled until it is like bloody wallpaper paste. It's like this kind of porridge, but it's rice. It's completely tasteless. Uh, They add like a little bit of chicken broth to it, sometimes (laughs) frog's legs, sometimes an egg, sometimes one of those old, like million-year eggs or whatever you call them, those old eggs um, that have started, you know, going off. Um, And it's... It's kind of delicious, but kind of quite dull. But it's incredibly mm. hot and satisfying. It's like, oh, that's quite a nice way to start the day. So I bought myself a rice cooker and uh, boiled the absolute crap out of some rice. And I think I did it twice, and then <laughs> that rice cooker is now under my sink, and I've not used it in a very, very long time. You
2: used it twice? Time. Yeah, You've it's, it's this, terrible. Oh. It was
0: only 10 quid, oh, yeah, to be fair. I,
2: oh, that is frighteningly cheap. That is frighteningly cheap. I did, I did have one in my old apartment, but I, just, I don't like rice. It just makes me tired, and I just mm. feel... Fat when I eat it. Yeah. The only time I really enjoy it is with sushi, so... Yes, OK. Other I mean, than that, keep me away from it. And risotto.
0: I feel so fat. You've had McDonald's and pizza today, Chris. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't you dare <laughs> G- judge Give me. you a little bowl of rice on the side of that. Can you get rice in McDonald's? That would be interesting. Can you uh, get a little bowl
2: of rice if you want it? No. No. No, the no. McDonald's menu in Japan's pretty much the same as every other J- like McDonald's around yeah. the world. With the occasional yeah. special weird burger or yeah. The, I remember you know, having the fries was- with... I remember sauce,
0: one of sauce. Oh god, yes, we talked about that. a few I weeks remember ago. i remember, um, Still haven't I, rem- tried it. I remember having the um uh the Spider-Man kind of black burger, mm. black cheese, black oh, bun. yeah. For a little while that was black uh, exciting. It was awful. <laughs> it wasn't very good. It was just it tasted exactly the same but much more uh, much less uh, appetizing to be quite frank.
2: While we're on the subject of
0: food, that uh, you know, Paris is good food, doesn't it? Oh, Chris, that's one of your worst. If it, like, it's <laughs> sliding scale of leads links us into fact <laughs> number six. Amazing fact,
2: and I think a lot of people know this. Uh, mm. Certainly in the UK, where it is featured on, uh, I think on TV. Is it QI? It was on there that uh, <laughs> Japan- <laughs> Japanese tourists are often so disappointed and shocked by Paris that have a uh, Paris syndrome called uh paddy Shawkorgun ah. and the the idea is they get to Paris and they're so shocked by how different it is to what they imagine that they mm. get physically sick they have uh, kind of <laughs> a, a slight men some some sort of mental disorders yeah. like de- depersonalization and anxiety right uh and that's the, that's the paris effect do you well, to think about that that's that's, that's such a surreal. Thing to have a, a syndrome for, and yeah, I was oh, in Paris so last year, and I had similar a similar kind of shock as well. I think <laughs> I,
0: I experienced
2: Paris syndrome myself, but uh,
0: yeah, it's actually <laughs> was, a big that, deal. That was mainly because Natsuki was with you, but with um, with uh, with <laughs> Paris syndrome, like it's hard to understate the love that the uh, Japanese have for. Paris and have for France they are obsessed you know every second kind of advertising ploy is about is about uh, is about boulangeries and you know uh, fondue and kind of you know uh, Mm. the the Breton strike and stuff like that it's like the most common language French is the most common
2: language you see everywhere like on Bakeries and mm. stuff. Uh, see, they've seen the, like the movie Ratatouille, yeah. and they think Paris is just like that.
0: <laughs> when it's well, not. You, you only have to look as far as the Tokyo Tower for crying out loud, which is a, a slightly taller pastiche Cheeky of, 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 it. Yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of the uh, same design, isn't it? It's one of those cities that I was really torn over.
2: Um, if it shocked me, I can certainly see why it would shock Japanese people. But like, yeah, you get people like come up to you on the street and ask for things. Like when when we were there with, with Natsuki, Natsuki mm. was having a cigarette walking down the Champs-Élysées. It was like a movie. And uh, <laughs> some, some woman came over and, was, and started saying to him something in French. And Naski looked at me really confused and afraid. <laughs> and then she was like, I want a cigarette. And he was like, oh, OK. And he gave her a cigarette. And that's like, doesn't happen in no, Japan. ever. ever. <laughs> well, it doesn't really happen in the UK unless you've already started talking to the person. It's not often you get people just walk up to you and just ask for a cigarette. But that really shocked him. No, you get it's people a, it's a, like come on the city, train and start singing and ask for mm. money. Like it's yeah, it a really funny old place. Well, and like, it's, 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 it's you, to, you go down one street and it's beautiful, and then the other street is a hellhole. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a very mixed city
0: the Japanese do have a very romantic vision of uh, of the French and and when they get to Paris they do have these sort of emotional problems but I remember being in um, Tokyo and being in a group <laughs> of people drinking on the streets and stuff and we were just you know having a few drinks before we went somewhere else and there was this um, Parisian uh, I think he's an IT consultant guy but he worked in Japan basically mm-hmm. and all of the Japanese people had this very sort of romantic vision of uh, I think his name was actually Marcel which is the most stereotypical uh, French Marcel. name you could possibly have uh, and he was like uh and everyone was going, "Oh, he's so romantic. He's such a like. He's such a sexy, sexy French boy." And this man, like, they didn't speak much English. So, like, this man was like, um, yeah. "This the rudest Frenchman I've ever met in my life." And if you've ever met many Parisians, like, it's like, "Wow, that's pretty rude." Um, he was like, he w- he would point at my, um, I had my collar done up to the top, and he was like, "Ah, you are Pierre. You are uh, you are an homosexual, eh?" <laughs> And I was like, "You are so rude, Marcel." And nobody knows. And everyone's going, "Oh, isn't he sexy?" Like, no, he's rude. He's a rude French man. The Adventures <laughs> of Peter Marcel. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he was drinking like, um, is it that? Is it Shoshu and, um, um and and like an alcohol pop? Basically, it's like nine percent or something. It's disgusting. Oh, strong zero, probably. Yeah, yeah, strong zero. That's the one. Disgusting. Strong
2: zero. Nightmare drink. Well, well I went to <laughs> Paris. The so last time I was in Paris was in. Uh, may last mm. year and that leads us onto fact number 7 in japan months don't have names <laughs> only
0: <laughs> have a word with I mean,
2: everyone i think if you if you know your japanese you'll know this fact this is this is a, <laughs> a fact for people that don't know their japanese but yeah months don't have any names in japan wow it's a much more practical system it's just month number 1 month number 2 month number 3 ah. Ichigatsu, niigatsu, sangatsu.
0: Uh, so gatsu presumably means month.
2: Yeah, yeah, Gatsu is month, and then we just add a number in front, and off you go, nigatsu-san-gatsu. Yeah. Once you know your numbers, you can do a lot of things in Japanese, actually. Yeah, numbers are the key. Job. They use numbers, numbers a lot more key. practically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for example, uh, shigatsu is, uh, is spring. And in spring, ah. there's a festival, right, called the, the Penis Festival. What? <laughs> That's fact number eight. Holy moly! Da, da, da. Another great, <laughs> another great way in there, right? Uh, <laughs> why did I, why did I think this was a good idea to connect things? In I'm enjoying
0: way? it. I'm and, enjoying it. I'm a DJ by trade. I'm oh enjoying God. these links, to be honest. It's um, it's very,
2: it's very clever. Um, <laughs> but you know, this. So I think uh, this is another one a lot of people know about. But I thought I'd bring it up just because people don't, and it still has that kind of shock factor. And that is, mm. there is a fertility festival. In, uh, in April, in the city of Kawasaki, and they basically parade a massive... <laughs> uh,
0: have you seen it? A massive palace I've through the streets of like, bits Kawasaki. of it. There was a guy um, who worked for Radio 1 who went out there to celebrate it with them. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's not as sexy as you think it might be. <laughs> it's actually, quite, um, well, it's actually it's, quite workmanlike.
2: It's a little bit creepy, yeah. I mean, it started in 1969, um, and it's kind oi, of... Oi. And it's the festival... It's um, They've got loads of like toys and sweets and vegetables and I say vegetables, like carved vegetables. Look at, look at the photos of this stuff, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but the worst image of like, they have a, a penis in the shape of a, uh, when I say phallus, not penis, it's, that's, that's going to have to tick the explicit box on iTunes. Oh no. They have a phallus, uh, which is a lollipop. A lollipop (laughs)
0: fan. Lick that lollipop. Just talking about it
2: makes me feel uncomfortable, to be honest. But if you type in some, type in like this festival into Mm. Google, and uh, you'll see some pretty unsavory pictures of like kids (laughs) with these lollipops, and it will make you feel super uncomfortable. That is disgusting. People have asked me to go for years. They're like, oh, Chris, go to the go to the penis festivals like how about no i don't want Im- i don't want imagery of children holding dodgy lollipops on my videos
0: <laughs> incredible horrible there's isn't it? a there's a, um, there's a penis museum in um, iceland and it's just right. um penises of the world and the animal kingdom and stuff like that so you know you've got from from the from the great Sperm whale. Uh, oh. Excuse my term of turn of phrase there. Uh, to the smallest um, little field mouse. Um, there's penises. There's basically all penises and formaldehyde and stuff like that. There's even donated penises from men who've uh, sadly oh, passed away. Come off who it. basically say. Uh, the, the, but the, the, the inscriptions next. And, and you've is definitely quite been to this museum, right? I've been to them. I bought a lollipop. Of course, you fucking. Have. I bought a penis lollipop. Oh. I yeah. Uh, I actually. Um, you know those little. Um, those little uh, room cleaners. Those little. Uh, those little hoovers that are like robots those little circular things yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and they go around i set one off in the penis museum <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I saw one under a table what? and i booted the start i booted the start button and it just started going around the penis museum i was like oh i need to leave now <laughs> i've done something terrible
2: that is a that's a great thing to have on your bucket list Trigger a robotic hoover in a penis museum in Iceland.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a great Uh, thing on your to-do list. Not bad, is it? I'd love
2: to go to Iceland. Uh, It's on my hit list. And that is definitely not going to be on my list of things I do when I go. I can assure you.
0: You, um, Especially a bit about the hoover. I did accidentally eat. Um, it was like a kind of it's like Icelandic kind of. Um, I know this is abroad in Japan, but we're, we're, we're popping into Iceland briefly, Reykjavik. Well, we've covered um, the
2: geopolitical situation of France. Yeah, I Iceland. right?
0: I think yeah. I had like one of those starters <laughs> where you eat like. Uh, I didn't realise, but it had like whale. <laughs> it had shark in there. Had all of like the bad things you should never eat: puffins. Right. Um, and I was oh, I was God. you know chowing down to a bit of um, fetid shark because this shark that. They bury for like um, thirty days, and it becomes rotten. And they carve off the fat, and it smells oh like God. a bin. It smells like a bin. It's disgusting. Uh, right. It tastes even worse. It's very bouncy and chewy. Ugh. Did you
2: get any photos of it on your phone?
0: Yeah, probably. I'll try and I'll try and find it. It's not very nice. It, it comes in its own little kind of hermetically sealed um, jar because it actually right absolutely stinks.
2: Well, the reason I asked about why why you got any. Got any photos on your phone? Is because uh, did you know ninety percent of phones sold in Japan are waterproof? Chris and have been waterproof for over a decade because Chris, young women better than are so attached time. to their. <laughs> because young women uh, are so attached to their phones, that they take them into the shower. So Japanese me? phone developers uh, made them all waterproof like ten years ago, way Whoa. before all your iPhones and your Samsung universes or. Galaxies, whatever they're called, uh, were well, what made waterproof? So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty that. special. Fact number isn't it? Nine,
0: there we go. Fact number nine: all of the, almost all of the phones in Japan are waterproof. What's the excuse for the last ten percent? That's what I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you're really missing out, aren't you?
2: Thoroughly wash your manly body. Wow. Yeah, Japan's phones amazing. are like used to be amazing. I remember, like in the early two thousands, you'd see mm. photos of Japanese phones, and they'd be like. They, they looked like they were 20 years ahead of us. They had, like, 3G while we were, while we were all still on 1G or 2G, whatever it was. Yeah. They all had, like, aerials in their phones so they could watch TV and listen to the Whoa. radio. Uh, they all seemed really far ahead, and then they completely buggered it up and yeah. got buggered by the iPhone. Right. Once okay. the iPhone came out, it was all downhill for a lot of uh, Japanese phone manufacturers. But they often say Japan has Galapagos Syndrome, where because Japan's like this island and Mm. the consumers here have very different tastes to the West, they kind of have these products that are just so odd and so far removed from what we have. Mm. And I I guess a great example of that's K-cars. You know K-cars right there.
0: What's a a K-car?
2: You don't know K-cars. So in Japan you get two types of car, white plate and yellow plate. White plate is just your standard Vehicle. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, K cars, which are vehicles, I think they have to have, I think they're about 600cc engines, All right. maximum of maybe 600cc. And they're usually a little bit smaller. They've got a yellow number plate yeah. and they have less taxes, less toll road fees when you're driving around. Uh, oh. And they're a lot cheaper to run as well because they're good on fuel consumption.
0: Yeah.
2: And so K cars don't exist, don't seem to exist any other place in the world. Or if yeah. they do, it's not that big a deal. But in Japan, everywhere. I'm not sure what the, po- the proportion of the population owns them, but I do know a lot of people in their 20s tend to have K cars over right. uh, standard cars because they're just a lot cheaper. And you mm. find most people in Japan don't actually travel that far across the country. If you're going to travel across the country, you just go on a bullet train, right? So Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will have to show you, next time you're over, we'll hop in a K car well, okay, and I'll show K you car. how awful they are at driving <laughs> up a hill <laughs> with a 600cc engine. It sounds like a a van when it's going full out.
0: Well, from what I've seen in in Japan, like, it's... Everything's flat, and then until you get Mm. to the tallest cliff ever. (laughs) It's like, flat, 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 tallest cliff ever. Flat, 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 flat. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing... Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? Sold! Give it a try at mintmobile.com
0: slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? And from the
2: cliffs you can see one of the six thousand eight hundred and fifty two six thousand eight hundred and fifty two islands that make up the archipelago archipelago of Japan, which is uh, fact number ten. Right. Japan has okay. six thousand eight hundred islands, only four hundred and thirty of which are inhabited. That's it. That still seems like Although, a lot to be honest, Chris. To be an island, you only need 100 meters of I mean, the like, where do you live? So, I live on an island. I, d- I don't know where all these islands are. Well, if you look at a map mm. of Japan; it's very hard to see them all. But I think <laughs> a lot of them are just actually dotted around the edge of the country. Yeah. Okay. Like, for example, Cat Island, which is about about an hour away from Sendai, right. is like in a little bay right next to Japan, right? Right next to the the coast near mm. Sendai, but it's still an island, obviously. And yeah, uh, yeah there's lots of little islands. That run it's alongside strange, the country. It? I, I it uh, want... odd communities isolated from the rest of Japan out there. Um,
0: <laughs> Maybe it's like even more Japanese that. than the, even more Japanese than the Japanese, because obviously you know island nation. Yeah, Japan. Yeah. I want to be the purest. I want to be the most Japanese the of the Japanese. Of Japan. There's a there was
2: an island um, near where I used to live in Yamagata. I, mm. I don't know if I talked about this before. An island called Tobishima. Right. And I, there's a, a boat that took about an hour to get there. I've only been there once, Jeez. but I absolutely loved it. There was only about 100 people living on this island. Mm. And the island was about the size of, oh, it's, it's impossible to say really, the, the size of a thousand jumbo jets. I don't know. How do you define the size of an island? I've, Is there a measurement
0: I'm, system? Um, in, in like, I, I, in, they don't anyway. they usually <laughs> compare things to Wales, they always compare things to the size of um, the UK country, <laughs> Wales. Oh, yeah, well, Iceland's this... only as big as whales. Oh, I you thought know? you meant actually actual whales, an the right? whale. yeah, animal. Well, they're variables. <laughs> this actually.
2: island was the size of a thousand blue whales. Um, <laughs> it took about an hour to get around it, or an hour or two to go around the whole shoreline. Right, but, okay. but it used to be it used to be like um, the one of the staging, like one of the places where the pirates lived in the Sea of Japan. There used to be lots of pirates in the Sea of Japan. Now they were called something like the midget pirates because the, everyone was getting so pissed off by these pirates. Uh, who came from Japan, China, Korea, all, mm. o- all over the place, that they um, they call them like the midget pirates. Ah, I because see. Because it was like a derogatory term. And the midget, <laughs> These midget pirates lived on this little island. <laughs> and so I was going around looking for treasure, and I didn't find any treasure, but I found uh, this cool little shrine hidden in a forest that took me half an hour to beat down a tre- like loads of trees to get to it. Mm. There's a real sense of adventure there. Um, yeah. yeah. The midget pirates of Japan. <laughs>
0: Didn't you once um, astound and uh, uh, upset a a friend at school or or another school teacher at school by saying you wanted to be a pirate?
2: I did. Yeah, I. It was really awful. I, when I was teaching, I had to give a class once to students about what I wanted to be when I was a kid. You know, and I said, "Well, when I was a kid, children, I wanted to be a pirate." Who didn't want to be a pirate back then? You know, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, Yeah. Pirates of the Cabin and there was all sort of there was pop-up pirate you know there's all sorts I've of I've got a pirate cool on my stuff. leg tattooed on my leg
0: that's why I can't got oh yeah
2: uh, what's his name the guy uh, from Chuck, the, the Monkey Ghost Island the
0: pirate LeChuck from Monkey Island 2 yeah
2: yes
0: <laughs> not guy, not
2: guy brush Threepwood
0: no I'll get him on the other leg I think <laughs> eventually but like
2: I mean actually I think that was the first time I liked pirates because of Monkey Island playing that yeah. So we had Monkey Island, pop-up pirate, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. All signs were pointing towards being a pirate. And then I realised that pirates weren't even real. But I gave this talk, and I was like, "When when I was a kid, children, I wanted to be a pirate. And the teacher looked at me in front of the class with this, like, shocked expression, and was like, but Chris Sensei... Why would you want to be a pirate? Why would you want to kill and rape people? And I was like, <laughs> oh! And all the kids like, looked at me, and I was like, well, <laughs> children! I, oh. And I kind of had to just slowly shut up and stand in the corner. But While I was in school, I was amazed. It turns out, right, I was always amazed by students. I school. smell a link. The literacy, the literacy rate in Japan is uh, 99%, apparently. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fact number 11. Amazing and, and, fact number 11. And presumably High, you helped. Highest literacy rate in the world. Mm. Well, I didn't help because that's Japanese. I, oh, if yes, anything, I ruined funny. it, I lowered it. So, whilst, <laughs> um, whilst the English education system in Japan is formidably shit, mm. uh, they actually handle teaching Japanese pretty well. Like, all students can read like 2,000 characters by the age of 15. The only right. thing is it takes a long time to do this. They, I think they start around the age of six and they finish at the age of 15. So it's like a nine-year process. And the way they learn is just through rote learning, sheer rote learning, so where you have to write the character out over and over again. Oh, <clears throat> so it's not fun. Like You see students doing this over and over. It's so awful, but it works. It seems to work. You know, yeah. Highest literacy rate in the world.
0: How, uh, how many characters do you know, do you reckon?
2: So I use this book called Heisig. I mean, we'll talk about learning Japanese in another podcast, but I think I can speak about 1,000... I think I can read maybe 1,200, 1,500 characters.
0: That's pretty good, isn't it? Bloody I, I
2: certainly could a few years ago. These days, my level's are a little bit gone down because I don't read that much anymore. Right, yeah. um, but at, at my peak, <laughs> at my peak, <laughs> peak I, was, I was about reading. 1,500. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, back in the good old days. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, but the interesting thing is I didn't use rote learning. Well, I used kind of rote learning, but I used a whole different process and I could mm. learn like 100 characters in a day. So while students took nine years, yeah. I was able to kind of do the same amount in like a year through a, yeah. different, a completely different memorization technique. And that's why I don't like the Japanese education system in many ways. It's very old thinking. They use these old yeah. processes that they've used for very hundreds of years that don't really work. Well, they work, but they... Mm. Just takes so damn long to work. So yeah. but that's that's a story it, for um, another day.
0: But it's so I mean when you were learning your kanji, because you know there are three writing systems in Japanese, hiragana, katakana, and therefore <coughs> like so katakana's for borrowed words, yeah. hiragana's for Japanese words, but then mixed in with the two is the Chinese letter writing system called kanji. Now, they're like the very complex kind of confusing characters that, you know, I look at and I go, what the flippin' right, is yeah. that? <laughs> unless yeah, something so... <laughs> looks... Unless, but, but some of them are actually quite um, kind of straightforward once you know them, but it's picking out um, one that looks very similar to another one. That, For example, there's one, I think, that means man, uh, and yeah. it's actually the sign for rice field and power, because historically the power of the rice field that's was right, the farmer yeah. and, and the man. That's, what makes, the well, that's what makes
2: learning kanji so fun. You're learning a character and you mm-hmm. have to learn two things. One, how it's pronounced, and two, what it yeah. actually means. So I, I learned how to look at a character and know what it meant. So I could look at a character and know that it meant like man or chocolate, or biscuit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know why those three examples <laughs> sprung to mind in particular. <laughs> yeah,
0: going into a shop, man One chocolate biscuit characters now. I could have drawn from
2: those <laughs> of the three. There is, I don't even think there is a kanji for biscuit. Anyway, but you could look at a kanji and know what it meant, right, by looking at it. And then you'd have to learn the pronunciation. The pronunciation takes years. Learning yeah. what it actually means takes minutes. You know, right. learning how to read them all is a bitch, especially yeah. as all the characters tend to have more than one reading. Some have, you know, up to five different readings, so... Oh, hell. Yeah, it's pretty tricky stuff. It's pretty mm. tricky stuff. But it is important to learn them, you know, so you can read words for, like, you know, danger. You need to be able to yeah. read the word danger, okay. right? Uh, because it's important to avoid danger. Take, for example the the titanic which which obviously where's is that come from uh <laughs> the, the the titanic it was it was riddled with danger riddled um but did you know that the only japanese man who survived the wreck <laughs> of the titanic masabumi Hosono, right. was actually called a coward in his country for not dying with all the other passengers ah. it was seen as like a, a shame that he like he didn't die yeah. I, I know this podcast is about Japanese. <laughs> That's the Japanese. last fact. <laughs> that fact. The last 12. fact. A man was the only Japanese man who dying. survived. The only Japanese man who survived had his day ruined. Think about that. You've survived a whole ship going down. Yeah, thousands dead. And uh, he goes home, you get home to Japan, and they're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Masabumi. Masabumi. Masabumi! Why are you still alive? You should have gone down with it, you muppet! The, he wasn't so, the captain, was he? Because <laughs> that is he wasn't the rule. captain. I don't know what. I think he was just a passenger having uh. a little boat ride."
0: That's disappointing,
2: he, isn't it? Yeah. Horrible, isn't it? I actually <laughs> watched bit. Titanic last week for the first time in like 10 years. Who knew that watching a boat sink with lots of people dying could be so entertaining?
0: It's quite a, <laughs> It is a good film, isn't it? It is because it its like good. I get a bit emotional when I see this when I watch the Celine Dion uh, music video, my heart will go. Yeah, on I, I try and, and avoid that bit. And there's the I try bit and avoid where that bit like the plague. And there's the bit where I think they I think they were the owners of um, some kind of department store, I think the the old lady and the old man, and they mm. hold hands as the water rushes in around them, and they die in their cabin. It's like, oh, <laughs> I get a bit emotional to be honest. So it's, it's, if I'm oh. a little bit hungover, things like that, oh, set me right off. Watching Marines being uh, reunited with dogs, um, footballers well, well, retiring. <laughs> well, if you look, the
2: the film is pretty it's pretty factually accurate. Yeah, uh, imagine I wonder if they've actually got the Japanese guy Masabumi Hosono, like in shot, it's like oh, running yeah, down the maybe. ship, or like, or like on one of the uh, the boats that got away. I guess actually, <laughs> I guess there's a shame because... because women and children were the only ones that were supposed to go on the escape like on the on the like rafts, right? Yeah. So but, uh, how did he you get, you how on, how did the get on there? How did you get on there? You should have, you know, cheeky <laughs> sausage. Anyway, we've learned we've learned lots of surprising facts this week, Pete. Can I thank you for the, these
0: facts? They've been magnificent <laughs> in every possible way.
2: Well, when you're standing around that water fountain with Roger. Uh, or the Don't rest Jeff. of the Absolute Radio team, you can now yeah. whip out the story of Titanic and oh, the Japanese beautiful. guy that survived it, or nice. the literacy rate, or the islands. There's so much to choose from. <laughs> but we've learned some surprising facts. So I thought for this week's vocabulary, speedy Japanese lesson, we're diving yeah. into some words for surprised and amazed. <gasps> cool. I've only got three this week. I'll keep it short and simple. Mm. Uh, you probably know the first one. The first one is amazing. What do you think amazing is in Japanese? It's this is used all the word time everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. Segoi,
2: segoi, ne Yeah, segoi. <laughs> this word. I think we talked about it in the last video, didn't we? How superficial yeah. it can be when people are like mm. it's amazing just by everything that happens. Uh, but yeah, learn segoi and you can instantly understand like ten percent of Japanese television. Yeah, it's a definitely. fantastic word. What about okay. the slightly less kind of amazing word for what about great? Oh great! You kind of go, oh wow, that's great. Uh, with
0: sort of, uh, with less
2: impact than Segway, um, Subarashi. Subarashi,
0: Subarashi. That's a nice yeah. word. That's like that one of the lot. first
2: few words he learned. That's Subarashi. one of the first kind of things. Yeah, Subarashi. Ah. Subarashi. It's like oh, that's great. Wow, it's great. Splendid.
0: I'm gonna rate, and, uh, I'm, I'm gonna remember that by remembering <laughs> the car brand Subaru. Sugurashi. Yes,
2: yes. I think that's how I did it as well. Okay. And the last one, you've been, you've obviously been surprised as well as amazed by these these incredible facts. Yeah, I know. Uh, right? What is the <laughs> what is the verb for surprised? To be surprised. Not a clue. I'm not even going to venture this one. It's uh, bikuri. Bikuri. So you kind okay. of go, oh, bikuri, uh, bikuri, bikuri. shimasta. shimaster. I was, I was amazed. Bikuri! It's kind of like the. It's kind of like to be shocked and amazed. It's kind of right, like that kind of amazement, you know oh, goodness, I was, I was surprised. I was shocked, kind of thing. Ah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's dive into wacky news of the week. Yay! This is, my favorite this is time. Mental, this is mental. This wacky news of the week is it's not so much wacky as ridiculous. Um, <laughs> right. So three schoolgirls were recently indicted following a free all you can touch breast stunt in Tokyo, uh, where <sighs> th- th- I can't believe this. Uh, three schoolgirls went to Shibuya crossing. I think there was two guys with them, and they stood near the Hatchacore statue, Hatchacore the dog, by the yeah. uh, by the crossing, and yeah. let people touch their breasts, fondle their breasts for free. And uh, I think they were filming it. Right. Like, I mean, this is actually something that is. I, I did a I did a video on this about three years ago. There was a charity event where models would let like a hundred guys touch their breasts and fondle their breasts, and the girls stood in a line, and guys came over, fondled their breasts, and donated to the charity. And uh, you know, it was pretty controversial at the time. I was shocked by it. Your silence seems to say
0: you <laughs> think it's a good idea. I think <laughs> like, it's rather grim, to be honest, Chris. I think it's it rather uh, rather exploitative. But uh, it's for charity. No. It must be good. I don't think the charity wants to be involved, to be honest. What was the charity? <laughs> That's what I, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think it. Oh no, I
2: think it was for. It might have been for breast cancer, actually. Oh, it might have work. Been. at
0: least there's a link there, I guess. But does better that make it better? I don't know. I need to uh, actually go back
2: and look at my own video for that. But uh, <laughs> these three schoolgirls did it for money. Now, there was no... When you did it, it was free. But they said they wanted to make money from making a YouTube video about it and then monetize the video. So they want to get ad right. revenue from a video of their breasts being fondled in Shibuya. Oh and the police God, came Chris. over, and they were like, what are you doing? What are you doing?
0: Like, <laughs> literally, what is going on here? And they yeah. got buggered for it. <laughs> I mean, uh, so that's, that's the you, wacky why didn't you think of this way. first? You could have had people in on the Hachiko entran- en- entrance of uh, <laughs> of Shibuya Station. People could touch you up. Um, for well, that cash. is like the
2: number one tourist destination in Japan, right? Yeah, it People really always is. say to me, oh, let's meet by Hachiko statue. And I'm like, no, I'd rather die because it's so damn busy. <laughs> so the idea of like three girls standing there with their breasts out, like being fondled. Yeah. it just blows my mind. But it's a real I, thing that happens. Why would
0: you want to be? Why would you want to be filmed touching a lady's boob um, for free uh, in in the busiest? <laughs> it's like Leicester Square or Times Station. They might have made some people's day for uh, for tourists coming to Japan. <laughs> That's their first day in Japan. Jet lagged and coming out of Shibuya Station,
2: <laughs> they see that and
0: they're like, oh. District well town's
2: better than I anticipated.
0: <laughs> well, uh, but, in, uh, in, yeah. in, in Tokyo, in Shibuya, you sort of towards the Love Hotel um, kind of district, mm. there are a lot of um, sex workers effectively on the streets soliciting for people. And I remember sort of walking up and, and they were, um, and one woman came over and went, uh, oh, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah, just a bit jet lagged. And she went, uh, Do you know what's good for jet lag? Sex. And I was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I'm not sure that what? scientifically. Uh, proven. Oh my lord. Yeah, so. She didn't actually say sex, she she described a sexual act that I'm not going to go into now, right, but uh, right. I imagine that uh, there was no free boobs on offer there, very much a financial no. transaction.
2: Oh god, That's pretty <laughs> grim isn't it? Yeah, Shabu really is a, a pretty bad place. you walk through Shabu and is. you get harassed by so many people, especially yeah. after about 9 or 10pm. I was there just <laughs> last week and it's, yeah it can be quite intimidating and annoying, I think it's more annoying oh, yeah, than intimidating, absolutely. you have got these and, and, people and, and, like Oh massage, massage, sex act and they'll well I'm not gonna say the sex act, but they'll just <laughs> shout <it> out loud. <laughs>
0: oh, I would very much like it if they showed Censored. Sex Act.
2: Censored it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty grim. I don't I don't like it. Yeah. It makes me get no. angry.
0: Stay away. Yeah. Stay
2: away. Stay away. So you guys have been it's sending so in you quite a bit of the again. quite a few emails recently, which is great. I'm glad the a Broad Japan podcast email address has been so well received, despite its long title. Um, yeah. First one is from Billy Merrill. Great podcast, I love listening to it on my morning commute. Why isn't the show called A Broadcast from Japan? I feel like you've missed a real treat there. Uh, <laughs> I must admit, when I, when I announced this podcast, loads of people were like, why didn't you call it a broadcast? And it dawned yeah. on me that that would have been bloody brilliant. Why didn't we call it a broadcast? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris, um, I'm I'm very when it comes to actually getting projects off the ground. I'm a let's do it and think about it later. Um, isn't always the yes. best policy in many ways. No, but uh, we'll we'll get there, Chris. We could rebrand later on. I'm sure. Um, do you want one from Sean McKenna? <laughs> do I want one? Do you want, uh, do you course, want one? Yeah. Do you want a sex act? Yeah, from, yeah uh, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> <Do> you, <yeah. laughs> dear chris and pete thanks so much for the new and excellent abroad in japan podcast oh stop sean stop Uh, a question for you chris Uh, that's rude Uh, you've made many great videos about entertaining and educational topics around japan but are there any experiences which you've enjoyed but have been unable for any reason to capture in video format well breast fondling in shibuya breast fondling in shibuya yeah Oh. Yeah,
2: oh god i no, i've actually never done a maid cafe because uh, yeah. you need to get permission to film in there, and it can be pretty difficult. Yeah. And I've never actually even been in a maid cafe. It doesn't seem like my kind of thing. I don't like the idea no. of girls in high-pitched voices being all cutesy and giving me food and stuff. I don't know, kind of... It's everything I stand against, that and children. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, have you been to one? You seem like the sort of person that had definitely gone to one.
0: Right. A, that's road Chris, and B... <laughs> No, I haven't, uh, because I find the idea of being weighted on hand and foot um, quite mortifying at the best of times. And when uh, that person is an attractive woman in a weird costume, um, that's even more upsetting, to be quite frank. And doubly, (laughs) we spoke about the snack um, cafes in the first A Bronze Band podcast. So it's kind of a reduced version of that, isn't it, really? It is a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've never actually, that's another good point. I've never filmed in a snack cafe a snack mm, bar yeah uh, or a hostess bar or anything like that yeah. just because it feels you know it's, it's difficult you need to get permission for those sort of places yeah uh, to film otherwise it's going to cause all sort of problems so those are the kind of places that i haven't filled in maid cafes mm. hostess bars snack places but i really want to because there's a whole interesting underlying culture there to japan
0: yeah. um and i'd love to cover it so mm. Yeah, it's on the hit list. It's on the hit list. Have you ever filmed in Yoyogi Park at the height of a uh, dengue fever outbreak? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. There's no. always de- there's uh, a, every now and again, uh, Yoyogi Park yeah. will be closed thanks to dengue fever. And I'm always like, I've never heard of mm. dengue fever before. I reckon it might be fun.
2: Sounds like a <laughs> dance move from the 1970s. Park? Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> no, is it? It's a terrible, dengue. terrible disease. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Avoid dengue fever. Um, (laughs) Last question here from Oliver. Uh, Oliver says, Hey, guys, love the podcast. I watched every single one of Chris's videos leading up to my first time in Japan, August last year, and they helped me out. However, do you feel guilty for making me violently sick after eating family Mart fried chicken, which you so heavily recommended? (laughs) Oh, no. Oliver, Oliver, your constitution must be so
0: poor that you can't handle a little bit of fantastic fried chicken. I mean... It's, you must have eaten a lot. To be fair, yeah. Like, how much I do I recommend
2: ate? Family Mart fried chicken in every video because <laughs> it's fried chicken from a convenience store that is better quality than KFC and it's at a reasonable price of 120 yen.
0: It's so nice. Uh,
2: <laughs> have you tried it? Did I, I give you any while you're you were over? You
0: get you get like um, you get you get that you get some with like cheese added into it and stuff like fried with the chicken and it's just uh, it's something well, else. It really is. You get a little packet of. Um, Soy sauce or vinegar to put on it, and oh mm, man, mm, yeah. and a little toothpick as well.
2: But yeah, no, next time you're over, Pete, you'll have to stuff yourself with family-mart fried chicken. It is oh, legendary. It is amazing. So nice. And so nice. though you were sick, Oliver, I don't regret. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't feel guilty for encouraging no. you to try it. I God suspect no. you must have eaten quite a lot. Although it is fairly oily, like yeah. you get it in a you get it in a packet you get this little this little plastic packet and you can tear half the packet off and eat it but the packet becomes see through after about 5 seconds because of the <laughs> grease pouring out the chicken <laughs> so, but no if you are to everyone listening do try family mart fried chicken don't dick about don't have lawson's don't no. have 711 no. eat family mart i don't know why family mart do it i don't know what their secret is but family mart fried chicken eat it eat it now <laughs> and on that note it's time to say goodbye.
0: Our <laughs> uh, greasy voices. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week for more Abroad in Japan podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. No
2: matter where you <laughs> might be in the world, thanks for listening. And if you have any emails, send us uh, drop us a line to Abraham Japan Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Thanks for listening, guys. And do us a favor, rate and review us on iTunes if your greasy fingers can handle it with uh yes, with the keyboard and that.